brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello and welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Niker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. What's up? And this is episode 72. We're coming at you on a on a very gray December morning. Uh, you know, we're we're a little off our schedule. We apologize. Uh, you know, Freddie and I just had a very therapeutic conversation about AI. <laughs> yep. About about late stage capitalism. <laughs> you know, we were just we were just being cynical, but we're talking about punching through, fighting through. Fighting through delivering as as, as creatives in this world. Um pretty light stuff. Know. Yeah, yeah. So so we're feeling good. Uh, thank you all for tuning in as always, uh, bringing you some off season content, some WNBA stuff, some stuff outside the WNBA, of course, as there's a lot going on right now. And of course we are going to start by talking about Angel Reese. So Angel Reese, uh, is now back with her team. She missed a total of four games due to mental health reasons she spoke you know once she came back she talked about it um basically said she needed time for herself she didn't want to be a quote cancer in the locker room and uh you know people were in a panic i felt during this four game absence i mean her coach kim mulkey like refused to uh to talk about it and i think that's the the right move i mean it's this is angel's personal life and it's up to her how much she wants to share or not share and uh yeah i, I mean i'm not sure why the panic surrounded her as much as it did i don't know if you felt that or not it could have just been my corner of the internet that was getting a lot of that type of content but personally like and freddie i'm sure you'll have a lot to say about it as well I'm very proud of her, you know, for taking the time that she needs. It's not an easy thing to do when you have that much pressure on your shoulders. I think she's going to be better for it in the long run. And and I always support athletes doing this. And I'm sure we can get elaborate more, but I want to let you jump in. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in just uh, agreeing right off the top that I, I too am proud. I think that uh, in sports, mental health never really gets the respect it deserves as far as, uh, you know, taking care of yourself. Um, 
so much of, you know, it's funny. We talked about this, like this really kind of serious capitalist stuff before we started. But yeah. I think the, the constant expectation in regards to work or sports or performing is that you just push through. And mm-hmm. even if it's uh, to the detriment of yourself, that's it. You just push through. Um, life's hard, but the only way to kind of, yeah, keep going is by, you know, just ignoring the pain and going forward. And I just don't think that's accurate. Right. I feel like if you, if you kind of take time for yourself, that in my opinion is a strength, you know, well, mm-hmm. one of our, one of our first episodes, right. We talked about Simone Biles and how cool, uh, how cool it was that that she decided to sort of take herself out of the picture for a period of time. And yeah, if I'm, if I'm a W team, if I'm uh, you know, when we'll talk a little bit about NIL, if I'm anyone that is like in and around and involved with angel, I see this personally as a strength um, and, and sort of like a, an example of like knowing oneself. Mm-hmm. And then to your other point, and I think we can sort of go in on this a little bit if you want, but uh, the drama stuff, this is kind of, this is like the, the bat, this is basketball theater, right? She got benched and uh, of course fans are going to read into that. Um, her, you know, it seems like from a, in a very basic way, she was sort of getting punished for something that we didn't really, we're not privy to and then leaves the team. Then her coach really, you know, is not elaborating on things. So it allows the basketball world, the Twitter world, whatever, uh, you know, the fans of the WNBA women's basketball landscape to sort of project and build a narrative. And I think that narrative is, you know, assuming that there's there's drama, there's infighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think like people need to remember that these are kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're kids. Like you can't project your your BS on that. Can't you? <laughs> I mean, you can, but you shouldn't. You know. I mean, fair point. Um, this whole situation also made me think of Simone Biles. You know, because and I really feel like you know her and you know Naomi Osaka as well really laid the blueprint for being able to do this to take time away and then to come back, especially in Simone Biles's case to come back just as strong as you were before, if not even stronger. It's like she took time for her mental health. She came back and she just like once again, cemented that she's like the greatest gymnast that's ever lived. Mm -hmm. So I I feel like, you know, it, it gives people like Angel Reese permission to do that because she's had, this kind of like leadership if you will or influence to do it and i but i think that's like a great thing and i especially think that that's a great thing for black female athletes you know i mean it's a great thing for everybody but it's especially great for them you know that she has them to look up to i don't know if she's been in touch with them or not or anything like that but i think like when i when i realized you know this was just like a mental health break i was like yeah duh you're so young you have so much pressure on you. Like that's not an easy position to be in. You know, you're like poised to be this great. I mean, 
you know, one of the most amazing things about LeBron James is that he was labeled a chosen one in high school, right? Famously on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And he actually went on to live up to that. And that is something that could be harmful to many a young person to live up to those expectations, right? Like there's so much, like not to go on a whole, oh my God, Freddie, I could go on so many tangents. I feel like, I mean, I feel like you with the ADHD right now, honestly, like this is just taking me in so many different places. It's, so I'm going to stop contagious. myself. I, say, I, I, say just, I say pick one tangent and go on it. I mean, no, no, no. I want to take a step back before I go on too many tangents here. Cause you know, we want to keep it about basketball, but just to say that, like, it's great that she did this. I support it a hundred percent. Like, you know, yes, there's this season and trying to win this season, but there's also like the greater part of your career in having like a good, being in a good mental space or even on a bad day, knowing how to get yourself back into a good mental space for the rest of your career. And those lessons need to happen now. Don't they? Yeah. And, you know, I think this is like a overly simplistic comparison, but someone breaks their ankle, uh, tweaks their hamstring, um, sprains a finger, whatever. And we just immediately understand it. Okay. You, you sprained your mm-hmm, ankle. Mm-hmm. You're missing two weeks, three weeks, uh, whatever. You, you broke your finger. Okay. You're going to miss a month and a half and we'll see you back then. And when it comes to mental health, there's immediately this conversation of like, we, we don't understand what's happening. We're going to make negative assumptions. We're going to, uh, you know, have no sympathy and we're going to blame you and we're going to construct these uh, like selfish type narratives. And I think as we go forward with, with, uh, with sports, hopefully that changes. And, you know, one person you didn't bring up uh, was, was Brittany Griner, right. Who took a mental health mm. leave this year. And I think to me, what's a little bit different about that is anyone from the outside, like, you know, we were, were, we were privy to the context. We knew what Brittany went through to a certain degree, right? We had an idea of what it could have been like, mm-hmm. right? And so when Brittany's like, I'm going on a mental health leave, it's like, yeah, I think I know why. And when it comes to someone like Angel Reese, it's like, you know, she didn't say I'm going on a mental health leave. But, you know, I I, I told you before the pod, I, I watched um, the first 10 minutes of her presser. Uh, when she just came back, had a great game, by the way, uh, 19 points, uh, nine rebounds, two assists, um, and uh, another win for LSU. They're eight and one. But um, yeah, it was her and uh, Mulkey uh, in, in the presser. And one thing she said, which I was like, yeah, like the se- it seems sort of like it should be a basic accepted truth, but it's not. She said that. Um, yeah, I'm like, I'm a basketball player, but I'm, I'm a human first. And, you know, you like people don't know what's going on in my life. It, it's so right. Wild Which is sort of that like, that of is, we don't. It's so wild that that feels like a revolutionary statement, even though it's the most obvious thing in the world. Because I feel like we. I don't know. It's like we just as people 
and I'm generalizing here, so not, you know, speaking about anyone specifically, it's like, we just treat athletes differently. We just do as a society. And I think, you know, even in the, now that like sports betting has become normalized, like uh, I've talked more about that on my NBA podcast about how that's like totally changed the fandom and how people interact with sports, right? Like you have people heckling, be like, you got to get this shot for me. And you have players being like, I'm not doing this for you. I don't care about your parlay or your whatever. And I feel like people are really invested even on that level. And I think that's actually part of that like fandom panic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they've put their money on the line and they expect certain things from this person. Or it's just like, hey, like you're a golden child. I'll never be who you are. And I want, you know what I mean? And like people just project their own BS onto athletes all the time. And I think as like a young woman, that's really, really hard. Yeah, I uh, I, th- I think that's very well said. And um... I could do a whole half hour on this. I'm, we're not going to, but I really could. I really, really could. Now that we're talking about it, it's like, oh, man, I just I'm. I'm ADHD firing away here with different uh, points. Listen, fire away. Um, I, <laughs> you, you know, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm in support. I mean, we of, can, I mean, it's the off season. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm in support of, of like, you know, random brain firings, but like, yeah, I, I think it's, it, it's rich, right? Our expectations of athletes uh, versus sort of the reality of their lives often don't um, the fact yeah they don't sorry. they don't they don't match up right it's the fact sort of that like, she has to remind people that she's human mm-hmm. didn't mean to cut you off i apologize no no it's like i think that's that says a lot and um there's a lot of othering that happens whether mm-hmm. it's whether it's sort of like you know they're there for my entertainment they get paid blank whatever it is um, you know, I think it happens with a lot of celebrity culture. Yeah, but, and it's the it's right? the superhuman thing too. In in addition to everything you just said, right? Like these yeah. are these athletes are superhuman. Right. So if there's an apparent flaw, mm-hmm. then we 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 sort of want to, you know, put a magnifying glass on that flaw or you know a spotlight on the flaw, and we want to watch it unravel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is, I don't want to, because that brings them back down to quote unquote earth. That's where right. We are. Yeah. Yeah. And Oh God. I'll yeah. stop myself from a tangent, but I no, always just uh, go for it at this point. Okay. I'll say this. That's, <laughs> We're that's, 14 uh, minutes in <laughs> my, my, my old, my older brother told me this one time and I was like, I, I still, I still remember it. It still makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. That's so much of reality TV, right? We, we like to put people in, Mm. Uh, stressful environments and watch them squirm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about this in relation to like the post game interview, right? Are you, are you upset? Cause you didn't win the game. Awesome. So I want to film you while you break down. Yeah. While you process this, like yeah, we're I, not going to give you a chance to process this yeah. loss. We want to talk to you right away. Yeah. I am not interested in your privacy. I'm interested in your pain, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's i don't know people can look at themselves for that but uh yeah anyways no i love that comparison so much freddie i don't 
think anyone's done that before like comparing like that reality tv thing to the sports world i think that's so true right like we talked you know i believe it was our last episode or the one before about the the liberty being fined for not wanting to address the media mm -hmm. after their loss and you know I, I i mean i recall saying like look like every other team does it and like you're uh, and your teammates are doing it mm -hmm. so it's not fair for some of you to do it and not others but man there is absolutely something to be said for like we need to watch you suffer or process this immediately because that's what's going to help us sell yeah 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 that's wow that's a that's a bit of a revelation for me in a way which i appreciate i mean like the reality tv thing is so real like i remember like you know 90 day fiance I went yeah. through a 90 day fiance phase, which I was highly entertained by. But then I realized like as a as a perpetually single woman, I was like, I'm really doing this like I'm better than them thing. <laughs> you know, like at least I'm not in that kind of a relationship. Right. You know? And then I quit the show when I realized that because I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think it's, it's just an interesting phenomenon, right? I'm, I'm certainly not above it. One of my favorite reality TV shows is called alone where they put people in the wilderness alone and then they slowly break down. No way. I've I heard love of this. It. I haven't watched it. I love it. I you mean, know? I guess they're volunteering to do that, but sure. Sure. But athletes, like, athletes are choosing to play basketball. Right. Like, so I think when know. people aren't in the TV industry, they're pretty naive to what producers will do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, bringing this back to Angel Reese, one thing I'll say, and it, it's slightly, you know, personal, but I don't, obviously I don't mind sharing. My first therapist was when I was 21. Like I was seeing a therapist before it, it was, was cool. cool, like legit, you know, and like, it was so helpful to do that and i just like i look at this younger generation now and like how much like conversations around mental health are going to help this next generation because like when i first saw my therapist and i told like a few friends and stuff like that they were like oh you don't seem like you need a therapist and i was like i know that i can keep things together to a point but I feel inside that I need a therapist and I absolutely did, you know, and it's just like, that was the mentality then. And I think like, if I were a younger person now and people were like, oh yeah, cool. Like, like you have a therapist. I have one too, you know? And then I could have like related to people my own age at that stage. Huge. It's so huge. Like I, I just really can't emphasize like, how happy i am that this younger I, although i really like dislike young people <laughs> i wow. love i love that they uh i Walk mean i'm just joking here. i'm just joking about that i don't i'm not serious about that but it, it's so great that they have this knowledge of mental health that like i feel was missing with certainly when i was in my early 20s late teens for sure yeah, I mean, as someone that has a that that you know, my my wife is a therapist. I I'm always really shout out to Caitlin, right? Uh, you know, I, I'm always really happy when people show pride in their therapy. And yeah, it's too bad that there's still so many, so much of the population sees the you know going to therapy as like you have to go to therapy when you're struggling or it's like a weakness of some kind. Mm. And, it's like, and those you know, are the people who really need it. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it's good for everybody, you know? Yeah, I mean, I just say all that to say, like, I love seeing young people take care of their mental health. It's so huge. Yeah. Um, the and you, reason, ha you hate them at the same time. Got it. The only reason why I don't like young people... <laughs> Is because I was doing a, a stand-up show. This happened in the spring, actually, and and I, you know, there were younger people in the audience, and I realized that they were born after nine eleven, mm -hmm. and that I that just hit me, you know, because I, I listen, I'm thirty nine, okay, uh, I'm thirty nine years old, so to be like, oh wow, you were born after nine eleven, like I was in high school during nine eleven. So I was just like, oh, like I'm performing to people so much younger than me. And then I just like went on this tangent about how they don't know joy. Nice. Which I I'm just, sure was very I was relatable like, I was like, you don't know joy. Yeah. And no, they we're... just, they laughed, but they were also looking at me like, whoa. They laughed, but they're also like old lady yells at cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a very low stakes environment. I really should have said uh i didn't offend anyone don't worry i'm not that type of comedian but i was just like you have no idea nice. what life was like before war <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is like not true at all oh god anyway uh young people are wonderful and shout out to angel race 20 minutes yeah. into this tangent but like you know again we're just really proud of her she absolutely did the right thing and uh people need to be uh more respectful i guess and they come here for the deep up. insights oh, come here for the deep insights you know freddie and i can just really go on a mental health tangent i hope everyone listening i hope you uh enjoyed this this deep dive and multiple tangents i mean we're just we're just in that space today i feel yeah our listenership is a dropping off no <laughs> <laughs> No one else is doing off-season content like this, okay? No one is doing <laughs> WNBA off-season content like this. Yeah. All right. Speaking of the WNBA, uh, Kathy Engelbert uh, talked a bit about uh, name and likeness in the mm -hmm. NCAA and uh, NIL. Uh, basically, for those who don't know, that means that players are now allowed to profit off of their name and likeness. I believe that includes things like jersey sales, uh, social media endorsements, etc., which was banned uh, in the past. And uh, ultimately, Kathy Engelbert said, like, this is great for the league. Like, she's like, for people to be able to make a name for themselves in college on a bigger level will ultimately help the WNBA and that she fully supports this. Now, this interesting article you sent me from clutchpoints.com, you know, I noticed that in this, they they kind of say like you know even though there's like downsides to nil and i was like what are the downsides and they don't really uh elaborate on that so i'm curious freddie if you are aware of any downsides <laughs> to players making money off of their name and likeness uh i don't know what they would be to be honest i don't know what um, they would be either but I found that interesting and kind of odd. Like I was like, I don't know if this is like a throwaway sentence or if this has like any real legitimacy to it. So maybe that's something we can look into for next episode. But it is, I mean, essentially like Kathy Engelbert, like supporting the name and likeness 
uh, thing I think is really good. And I completely agree with her. It's absolutely great for the WNBA for people to be talking, you know, like Angel Reese so much, Caitlin Clark, Paige Bukers, et cetera. Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely huge. And just, uh, just out of curiosity, you know, looking, um, lo- I, I, I Googled the, like, you know, the, the basic NIL stuff. So for anyone mm-hmm. that's not super familiar, um, the NCAA's interim policy, uh, this was passed in 2021. It's basically three components to it. Athletes can engage in NIL activities if they follow their state's laws, where their school is located. Schools must ensure these activities comply with the state law. So it's sort of state to state. Um, two, athletes in states without NIL laws can still participate in NIL activities without breaking NCAA rules. And three, athletes are allowed to seek professional service providers for their NIL activities. So I think to me, the basic aspect of it is like, it's just telling athletes that you can make money off your name just as any other profession could. And you're not sort of um, beholden to like working for the school, working for your education. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can... And I think what's so good about this and why I don't really see a downside is an athlete's window, right? You, you mentioned uh, uh, Paige, Paige Becker. Is it Bukers or Beckers? Oh, gosh. I think it is Bukers. But, uh, so, and, I thought uh, it was Bukers. I'll say Paige for now. But um, <laughs> Paige, uh, you know, had an ACL tear, right? So you never know when it comes to injuries, like how short or long your career as an athlete is going to be. So your earning window is really precarious. Uh, I think particularly for female basketball players who, you know, can't come into the W um, on a one and done scenario. Right. Um, And then, you know, back to Engelbert, I think what's so smart about what she's saying, and, and I totally agree with it is it's often, you know, when you hear the NIL conversation, it's framed like, Oh, well, Angel Reese is making whatever blank amount of money um, in for for LSU, like while she's playing for LSU. But, you know, that's not as much as she'll make when she's in the W. And there's nothing suggesting that she can't carry her branding over to the W. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, it makes perfect business sense to me that Engelbert would say, like, yeah, like, do I want these famous college players to come play in the WNBA? Of course I do. You know, it's part of the reason me and you are more interested in the draft this year, right? Because you have these these players that are pretty big celebrities coming into the league. Mm-hmm. And and there's going to be people who didn't watch the W before who start watching it now. There's people who are fans of players first, right? I'm an Angel Reese fan. So wherever she plays, that's my team. Like, that's going to happen. There's going to be some percentage of people that are like that. So well, it, and I, yeah, um, sorry, I didn't mean to. No, 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 that's it. Like, I, I completely agree with everything you said. And I feel like in addition to that, you know, NCAA, you know, people listening can correct me if I'm wrong. Historically, I feel like the branding has always just been around the school itself, mm-hmm. right? Like you are an LSU fan. You are a Duke fan. You are, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. And the players like that hasn't transferred into the WNBA in previous years because, you know, they're just fans of the school, right? Like they're a Michigan fan, etc. But now 
that the name and likeness thing is alive and real, people can build up their brands in bigger ways. So it opens the door to, like you said, to follow these players more than they did in the past, right? Like, you know, like Sue Bird was a huge, you know, star. Same with Diana Taurasi, right? Like when they were in university, that did not necessarily translate into WNBA viewership, right? Because they were just fans of the school. But now the potential for that to shift is there. And I think that is like the key difference for the from a WNBA perspective. Yeah, and you can still be fans of the school, right? So of course, you, you can yeah. still be an you can be an uh, Iowa fan and a Caitlin Clark fan. Yeah, or like a, a UConn of, fan. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, another sort of like just uh, uh, I, I didn't tell you I was going to bring this up, but I, I just I saw a, a link from this article which I found really interesting, and this is sort of the evolution of the NIL, but. Um, the Ohio State women's basketball, uh, the, 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 the basketball team, the Buckeyes, um, they secured the first ever team-based NIL. So it's not a player. It's a whole, a whole team secured it. It's from uh, an injury law firm called Elk plus Elk. Um, but so anyway, so that's not a, sort of a cool hybrid version of this. And I think that you're seeing, yeah, like a, a law firm um, find an opportunity to, to, you know, to brand and to make money. And um, I'm not too familiar with Ohio State's um, squad. I, I'm not sure that they have a top, you know, I don't think they have a top five, top seven um, mock draft player, right? So this might work really well for a, a school that's like, hey, we don't have a Caitlin Clark. We don't have a a page Bukers. We don't have a angel Reese, um, but we want eyes on our team. And so, you know, we want to give our team more money. We want to, you know, and if you're a player that's from high school coming from high school, you're like, Hey, I'm not, a, I'm not, I might not be a superstar, but if I play for this team, I, I get an education and I get to make money. It's so wait, so based NIL. So what you're saying is, is that players, can profit off of the team's name and likeness not just their own yeah so there's like a sponsor of the team so they the the whole team splits the money evenly in this scenario. oh yeah so this is brand new so that, but that's anyways, really cool yeah so like i think what's cool about this is that um yeah you know uh, businesses are finding opportunities to to get women more money and it's not just the stars. So it's it's really kind of like a win-win-win, you know? That's amazing. That's actually really, really cool. Mm -hmm. um, Freddie, for time's sake, do we want to skip our wiki dive? Uh, yes, we can. And, you know, let's just sort of bring it up and, and see if we get any interesting feedback. We had an idea. And this gives us more prep time, too, because it's really fascinating. Yes. But. There's, there's, there's college basketball, right? Which we, you know, getting more into, obviously there's a W that's our main, you know, uh, bread and butter here in the podcast, but also there's so much women's basketball globally. And, um, we want to learn about other leagues and their significance. And, um, if there's anything you're interested in, let us know and we'll take a deep dive on it and we'll, we'll, we'll try to talk about it. Like we were going to, we'll, we'll save it, but me and you were going to each talk about a different international league, uh, and sort of educate mm -hmm. the other on it. And um, yeah, we can do that next uh, next episode. But uh, 
yeah, if that's something that sounds interesting to you, the listener, let us know because, um, yeah, there, it's such a big off season, right? So we want to be able to kind of shine a light on, on, on basketball everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Australian league, which was my assignment, uh, is happening right now. So, mm -hmm. you know, that'll be cool to, I'll be able to maybe deep dive more on what's happened yeah. this season. As and my, Mine was the like, Turkish league, by the way. There you go. So yeah, let us know if that's something you're interested in. We thought it would be a really cool way to uh, fill in uh, the WNBA off season time as that is our primary focus. But of course, like, you know, the biggest stories in NCAA women's basketball um, will be on top of those as well. Uh, one more thing uh, before we get to our Freddie's fun question is that <laughs> Ryan said that. <laughs> is that uh ryan howard is coaching yeah uh which is so cool she's coaching uh the florida gators mm -hmm. and uh you know she talked about it a bit about how um you know she was th she thought about playing internationally uh as she did last year but this opportunity fell into her lap and she felt like it was something she couldn't pass up and uh all the wonderful things that like coaching is going to teach her uh, in terms of like the process and in terms of like communication with players and dealing with different personalities and stuff. I think this is huge. And I'm also such a huge fan of the player coach concept that we don't often, I, I mean, I can't really recall seeing it. So I feel like I love this idea. I think, you know, not to say that she would be a player coach in the WNBA, but I completely agree in terms of like all the things that she's going to learn. It's going to make her a smarter basketball player overall. Plus she'll have like access to all the facilities. She can keep working out. She can keep practicing and all of those things. Huge. And I love it. I love, I love this concept. I love that this team thought to do it in the first place. And yeah, I think it's so cool. Uh, I'm, I'm all the way with you. And if you're a dream fan, how exciting is this, mm -hmm. right? You have your star player, uh, you know, like that's like talk about the opposite of being complacent, right? Mm -hmm. you, your star player who's, who's already, you know, looking better and better and better and just like looking like a very elite shooter um, is saying, I'm going to coach. So I, I'm just going to know that much more about the game. And when I'm on the floor, uh, you know, I'm going to be able to help my teammates and like know basketball at a granular level that, you know, uh, I, other players might not know. Right. So um, really cool. I also love the player coach stuff. Uh, I also think basketball, you know, every sport's different, but um, basketball sort of has like part of its unique makeup is of course there is the coach. Of course there is the game plan, but you know, possession, like let's say, uh, you know, NFL football or, um, you know, uh, baseball, it, the possession's not a given, right? Even if you get scored on, you start with the ball, but you have to dribble the ball. You have to defend the ball. So it's not like you can just run your plays and, and, and that's like the other team's going to let you, right? You really have to like the, you know, you might, you might have a turnover and then, things just fall apart immediately. So having someone on the floor who can see things as quick as the coach is just such an advantage. Um, and yeah, I think 
really sort of like savvy move by Ryan Howard. Yeah, completely agree. Absolutely love it. Uh, and now it is time for Freddie's fun question. Okay, here we go. Um, so my fun question is this. Uh, it's uh, it's sort of like a off-season watch. Shout out to a mutual friend of ours, Katie Heindel, uh, who does mm. this for the NBA. Um, but it's more of just like an imaginative one. Um, and it's what are they up to? So I want you to pick a player uh, and tell me what they're doing. And I think the the Ryan Howard thing inspired me here, right? Because we we know we oh, know what she's cool. up to. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, pick a player where you're like, I actually don't know what they're doing. But here's here's what I think they are doing, could be doing, should be doing. Uh yeah. Uh, shout out to Katie Heindel. For those who don't know, she uh, runs a podcast slash blog called Basketball Feelings. Highly, highly recommend her work. She's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Katie's amazing. Uh, the person I picked was Skylar Diggins Smith. Okay, nice. I was like, I want to know what Skylar's up to right now. Cause you know, all that like free agency talk, blah, blah, blah. Right. So two days ago, she posted on Instagram a photo of her wearing a beautiful gold ensemble standing next to what appears to be. I don't even know what to call this. It looks like she's vacationing somewhere in the South Pacific, maybe like a Thailand or something like that. Uh, it looks like an old sort of relic in the middle of the jungle. Uh, she is with someone, but you can't see them. You can only hear them. Another, another female, a friend, perhaps living her best life. I don't know if you can see this photo, Freddie. Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I don't know where exactly she is. She looks stunning. She's living her best life. And then like, here, let me just flip to the next thing. It's like, she's in the middle of like a forest of some kind. In, in a, in a, in a gold shirt, skirt dress combo. Like I, they look like separates is what I'm saying, but okay. they're matching uh yeah just like wow so that's what skylar diggins smith is up to and uh it's very cool okay well she has other like images of her like working out and blah 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 but that's the latest that's pretty great and she doesn't um, say oh wait one more thing she doesn't say where she's vacationing Okay, so so take, so that's why I'm that's why I'm making a guess that I think it's Thailand or something like like that or some part somewhere in that area of the world is my guess. It's got but a tro tropical vibe. Yes, but my but the caption that she wrote is quote my emancipation don't fit your equation. Ooh, quote. badass quote. That's what she said. So she's not like, hey, like, I'm here in this country. I mean, for all, like, like it, maybe it's not Thailand. Like, it could be, like, I don't know, maybe it's, like, Belize or something. Like, I, I'm not sure. But that that's all she had to say about it. Well, honestly, that's uh, it's a badass thing to say. Mm -hmm. um, okay, who is your pick? 
Okay, mine is is way less investigative because when <laughs> when I looked at their their gram, I couldn't I couldn't really find anything beyond them sort of like working out and sort of in basketball territory. So mm-hmm. I'm really making a silly leap here. My player is Courtney Williams. Okay. Um, and uh, I've always enjoyed Courtney Williams. And yeah, okay. Well, I I found her caption. Uh, uh, the the last one is just her walking into, uh, you know, what walking into uh, like it's all her fits walking into games, and it just says in case y'all forgot. Uh, <laughs> and this is forty eight weeks ago. So uh, that's a long time ago. Okay, my bad. Forty eight no... weeks. That's almost a year, Freddie. Mo- okay, I'm sorry. There's there was one from. Um, <laughs> There's one that's more recent <laughs> that said University of South Florida, and she made the Florida Hall of Fame. She's wearing a Wu Tang shirt, so my bad. Um, but even still, it's that basketball. Completely related. defies the logic of your question. Is what are they up to lately? Yeah, I know, um, and that's why I just went off the rails here, and I'm like, what? What is Courtney Williams doing for fun? And I'm just taking the answer is we have no idea. (laughs) The answer is I'm about to make something up, which is she goes paintballing because we know that she has that intensity, uh, that will to win that competitiveness, that aggression. So I feel like if, if Courtney Williams was a paintballer, I wouldn't be surprised. And I feel like she'd be really good at it. Yeah. I would not want to be against her in paintball. Right. Absolutely not. What is she doing? Paintballing somewhere. Lighten people up. Well, pick a pick a state. Where is she paintballing? What state is she? She is in? Uh, just because the University of Florida stuff. She is paintballing in Florida. There's like an Everglades vibe. You know, <laughs> everyone's got their like gator camo on. <laughs> Amazing! Wow. Well, you know what? This could be a segment outside of the Freddy's fun question for the duration of the off season. It to could be, be honest, yeah. as long as we're not picking posts that are 48 weeks old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll say a tidbit more research required on my end. Uh, that's amazing. Like I actually looked and I was like, Oh great. This is two days old. Yeah. This yeah. post. It's you're, not yours. Yours. You were tapped in and I was just in imagination land. Well, maybe this replaces our badass player of the week because we don't have that during the uh, mm-hmm. during the off season. So maybe we could do a what are they up to? Maybe we can call it something better than that. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, well, I w- learned a hard lesson from this segment. <laughs> With that, what a fascinating episode this was. We really went on many a tangent uh thank you all for listening we'll be back in two weeks time uh maybe slightly less than that because this episode was a bit delayed Mm -hmm. um so keep checking back with us uh thank you again uh just reminder you know follow us at the pickup wmba pod uh we appreciate you all so so much and uh, we'll catch you next time yeah see you later folks bye peace If you 
only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.